Welcome to Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations, a podcast exploring the cool Christian girl's guide to living in America. I'm your girl, April Davenport. I'll reveal to you a little personal testimony while merging ministry, education, and real life. We will also discuss current events with relevant figures of our time. It is the perfect blend of headline news, black girl magic, and of course, Jesus juice. Come with me on a journey you won't soon forget. So stay tuned, don't change the channel, and let's take a ride. Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. I'm your host, April Davenport. Well, we are blazing right through this summer, and we are still having a fresh start summer. And this summer is definitely different than any other summer we've ever had, but we are grateful for each and every season. We usually spend our summers traveling or laying out by the pool, but we haven't quite hit our groove yet, not after last year. However, I must say that after spending last year inside, many of you are determined to be outside. It's like the floodgates have opened and all of you came rushing out. Or better yet, maybe Moses has returned and somewhere he is hollering, let my people go, because you all are going, going, going. This entire month, I have seen backyard and beachside fun from coast to coast, from the east coast to the west coast, from the north coast to the south coast. I mean, I'm not mad at all. I just hope that you all are being safe, that you're vaccinated, and that after all of this celebrating, you're planning to send your kids back to school and that when the doors of the church swing open, you'll find yourself walking through them. Hey, if we're gonna play hard this Fresh Start Summer, we also need to work hard and worship even harder. Despite the hot temperatures, as I move through this season, I'm actually reminded of a Disney movie and a quite good one at that. Frozen 2, Frozen 2, a movie I saw with all of my little cousins a couple of Thanksgivings ago. Frozen 2 revisits the kingdom of Arendelle and the sisters, Queen Elsa and Princess Anna. Although they enjoy all seasons in the sequel to Frozen, Elsa still has her magical powers of being able to create ice and snow. In this second Frozen movie, Elsa is visited by an unknown voice and it forces her to question her past and the past of the entire kingdom. Elsa, Anna, and the crew, including Olaf, set out on a journey that will unleash answers they may not be ready to possess, as well as battles they may not be ready to fight. Frozen 2 has Elsa and Anna going into the unknown, and no one knows how they will fare. Like every good Disney movie, there are several life lessons learned along the way. But what struck me most about this movie is the song sang by Queen Elsa, really Idina Menzel, called Into the Unknown. The song is sang beautifully 
and when leaving the movie theater, kids everywhere thought that they were hitting the perfect notes. As I think about my life a year ago today, I can't help but realize that I too was traveling into the unknown. A year ago, I was so excited because I was sitting in this chair of recording the very first episode of the podcast. I didn't have all of the details together and that's so unlike me. I like to have all of my details together, but I was excited, excited about what the possibilities of this meant for my life and for the lives of those who I would be able to reach. I was hopeful because while I didn't know all of the details, I felt like I was trusting God because I was simply taking a step and I was believing him to create the entire staircase. I was nervous because although I was trusting God, I was adding up the cost of what I needed and the numbers were adding up faster than the dollars were being collected. I was prayerful because even at that moment, I was in serious battle with God and he wasn't responding the way I wanted, but I was determined to keep praying. All of these things combined had me heading into the unknown. Have you ever felt that way? Like you have a handle on things in your life, but yet you have no idea what is about to happen? Maybe you feel secure in one area of your life, but there are other areas of your life where you feel completely unraveled. The Bible tells us that the flesh is always at war with the spirit. So it's possible to trust God and to also wonder, God, what are you doing? As Elsa travels deeper outside of Arendelle to find the key to the past and to identify the voice, she becomes trapped and is rendered powerless. She is truly into the unknown and in uncharted territory. As I would come to you live for the very first time on the first Friday in August, less than two weeks later, I became Elsa, trapped, rendered powerless, and in a world that was completely unknown. I've shared some thoughts with you regarding losing my sister, but I'd like to share with you what being in the unknown is like almost one year later. I don't believe that I'm the only one in this place or to have ever been in this place. However, I can only speak to my journey. Grief, no matter how many times you've experienced it, is unknown territory. I have a large family, so if I've experienced death, loss, grief, and however else you wish to describe it since I was a child. I've experienced it tragically, slowly, or as a natural cycle of life. I've watched people close to me lose parents, children, siblings, spouses, friends, grandparents, and every other relation. I've even had to deliver the news of death to some of my closest friends. Death is not new to me. Loss is not unfamiliar to me. Yet nothing, and I mean nothing, could have prepared me for the day that we lost my sister. 
I relive it every day in my mind and I'm absolutely sure that nothing could have prepared me. When I awaken each morning for about 10 seconds, I almost feel like time has reversed. That Charnel is still here. And then when I focus, when I allow my mind to fully process, I'm reminded that I'm Elsa, trapped, powerless, and in unknown territory. I can't change what has happened. I can't fix the pain of those I love, and I have no control over what will happen going forward. The hurt, the pain, and the ache is so deep that I'm not sure there is a bottom. I hurt for many reasons, and depending on the day, it may seem that one prevails over the other. Among those reasons is simply missing my sister's face and hearing her voice. Not being able to text her 30 times a day makes my fingers numb. And sometimes I wish I didn't even have a phone to be reminded. For almost a year, I've lived with this grief. I've lived in spite of this grief. I lived among this grief and I've lived through this grief. In a year where people experience grief in some form, I want to believe that we are a more compassionate world, a more caring people. I know that my heart bleeds for those who are still grieving and still losing, no matter the cause. I also don't want people to have to lose someone just to care. That would mean everyone would have to experience pain. And that is not my objective. I don't want anyone to feel the pain I feel. I know I have no control over that, but I don't desire it at all. I came across a quote the other day that read, maybe you have to know the darkness before you can appreciate the light. I stared at the quote for almost an hour because it began to plague me, almost wear me down. I asked God, did you not think that I appreciated your light? Is that why you plunged me in darkness? As God often does with me, he didn't respond right away. He left me to my thoughts, to my tears, to my fears. Just when I felt I was at my breaking point, he brought back to my remembrance something my pastor said a couple of years ago. The light of God shines brightest when it's dark. I believe in this moment in my life that God knew I appreciated the light, but he is also determined just to show me how brightly his light can shine in my darkest moment. Yes, this is the darkest hour. Grief is grappling. This is certainly the most challenging season of my life. But even in the unknown, I still have hope. And I have hope because I have Jesus. If I had to depend on myself or anyone else for that matter during this time, I would have given up almost 365 days ago. But I remembered Jesus. Every single day that we are given a fresh start, when I recall the reality of my present life 
At the exact same time, I also recall the reality of Jesus. I didn't expect this season at this time of my life. I can honestly say I do not like it. But on my worst days, I hold on to the thread of hope, or I at least believe that he is holding on to me. Are you battling with grief? Is it a stronghold in your life? It may not just be grief from losing someone. It could be grief from a relationship ending, a job ending, a season ending, any type of loss that has affected your life in a great way. How are you processing it? How are you handling it? You may be like me and you may be in the very beginning phases of your grief or you could be further along. However, I encourage you to make some discoveries about your journey and decide what you need in this current phase of the journey. If you know what you need and you don't feel you are getting it, then seek it out. What I have come to understand about grief is that it is powerful when we are often feeling powerless. It is my prayer that as you grieve, you do not become subject to the throngs of grief. God has given us victory, even over grief. And even when we can't see it, I still believe that we are victorious, even in this battle. Remember, every day is a fresh start. And every day is a new opportunity to discover the wonders of God's grace. The moment I began to think of the totality of what has happened in my life is the moment I feel overwhelmed. If I simply think of conquering the day and I remember that God promises to grant me his daily bread, then I can sufficiently get through the day. Does it mean I'm not sad? Of course not. Does it mean I won't be triggered? I'm not saying that at all. But setting my sights on the day rather than the rest of my entire life is within my control. Everything else falls under God's jurisdiction. Some days I wish there was a magic eraser for grief. I wish we could just erase the pain, the heartache, and the sheer torture that comes when we lose someone whom we love dearly but God did not suffer it to be so. The Apostle Paul wrote, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. We may endure, but it will be all worth it. When I think about my sister resting with Emmanuel, the God who is with us, I realize if she is with him, and he is with me, then she too will always be with me. It is why my hurt will always be present, but it will never dispel my hope. It is my prayer that while you may also be hurting, you will have something, but more so, someone that provides you with some hope. You may be down, but I encourage you to look up. Take a walk, read a book, find something that gives you joy. Joy is eternal 
and dwells even in the midst of our pain. As you grieve, may you understand that there is always hope found in Jesus, and he is always willing to carry you through the rough terrain. Meditate on these words by Cece Winans from her song, I Have a Savior, a friend forever, the lover of my soul. Through every trial, he won't forsake me. I'll never be alone. All I'll ever need is Jesus. All I want to sing is his name. All my heart belongs to Jesus. By his grace and mercy, I'm saved. Above all else, it is my most heartfelt prayer that while you grieve, you realize that you need Jesus. And if you don't have him, his grace and his mercy is available to you. Every day, every day, I'm a witness to his saving power. And I want you to be the same because together we can get through this. Even though you may be in the unknown, I want you to know that we can get through this. Thanks so much for watching. Thanks so much for tuning in to Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. We are just getting started. So make sure to connect with me on social at AS Davenport and at Fresh Start Fridays. For more information on the podcast, please visit www.asdministries.org. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show and be a part of April's Army. Remember, any time is a good time to confess the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, live by your own personal convictions, and it's always a great time to have a good conversation. I'm your girl, April Davenport. See you next time.